The 60s was an era that produced some amazing albums. On today's Acoustic Tuesday show, I'll be sharing with you the 10 best acoustic albums from that era. And you likely won't be able to guess very many of these albums because the majority of them fly under the radar. Hey TAC family, welcome to episode 224 of the Acoustic Tuesday show. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. Have you ever wondered what the best way is to break in a new guitar? Well, a TAC family member asked that very question on a past episode, so today I'm going to share with you a few tips on how to break in your new guitar. And you're going to see which lick the TAC family is working on today. It's an awesome blues lick that has a couple of twists to it. Plus, your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use awaits, which includes a music teacher who made her students' day, an all-star musical lineup that will make your head explode, and much, much more. But first, let's teleport back to the 60s to check out some far-out acoustic albums. The 60s was arguably one of the best eras for music in general. I mean, some amazing albums were put out during this era. You've got Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced, Blind Faith. You've got Led Zeppelin One. You've got the Beatles, I believe Abbey Road, Rubber Soul, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, uh, quite a few Beatles albums. Also, Iron Butterfly, Inagata Devita, which happened to be one of the best-selling albums of the 60s. My point is, some amazing music was created. And a lot of times, the acoustic guitar gets left in the dust. Well, not today. I've got 10 albums from the 60s that are pretty amazing, and they fly kind of under the radar. You might be thinking to yourself, oh, he must have included the Freewheelin' Freewheelin Bob Dylan album from 1963. Nope, that's not on my list. Oh, he must have included Simon and Garfunkel's Parsley Sage, Rosemary, and Time album released in 1966. That's not on my list either. But I'll tell you what is on my list. Some pretty obscure acoustic albums that if you don't know about them right now, you will at the end of today's show. And I think you'll become an immediate fan. So let's begin this 10 album countdown. Coming in at number 10 is the legendary Sunhouse Father of Folk Blues. This was released in 1965 on Columbia Records. And why is it on this list? Because it's Sunhouse, because it's the blues, and because it exposed a whole new wave of people to the Delta Blues. Here's the song Preaching Blues off that album. You know, one deacon jumped up and he began to grin. Coming in at number nine is an album that was released in 1969 by Nick Drake. The album, Five Leaves Left. If you don't own this album, if you've never heard this album, now's your chance to get a little taste. Let's have a listen to the song, Time Has Told Me. The number eight position is held by another bluesman, Book of White and his album, Mississippi Blues. Now this is a cool album for a lot of reasons. Musically, it's incredible. It was released in 1964 on the Tacoma Records label. And why I think this album is so cool is this is the first album that was released by Book of White after John Fahey rediscovered him. Pretty amazing and I gotta tell you, there's nothing that sounds like this album in existence, P. 
period. This is the only thing, and you have to hear it. Let's listen to Booker White sing Aberdeen, Mississippi Blues. Speaking of John Fahey, that's who comes in at the number seven position with the album Death Chance, Breakdowns, and Military Waltzes. This album is one of many albums that Fahey released in the 60s, but this is a standout to me because, in my opinion, he really stretched the acoustic guitar, and that's what this countdown is all about. It's very acoustic guitar focused. It's Acoustic Tuesday, we gotta focus on the acoustic guitar. This album is truly an inspiration for anybody who has ever touched the acoustic guitar. Let's listen to the song America off of this album. I've got a bit of a curveball for you in the number six position. It's Ralph McTell's Spiral Staircase album, released in 1969. Tone, why is this album on your list? Well, first of all, full disclaimer, I only found out about this album about two weeks ago, but the album completely knocked me out. From the songwriting, to the tone of the guitar, to the overall lyrics, it had to be on the list. Now, the song you're gonna hear is Streets of London, which is a song by Ralph McTell but I had never heard Ralph McTell sing it prior to, again, two weeks ago. I had always associated this song with Tony Rice. Very cool to hear the original writer sing the song. Here he is. And have you seen the old gal who walks the streets of London? Dirty her hair and the clothes and rags. She's no time for talking She just keeps right on walking Carrying her home Into carrier bags The number five spot belongs to Bert Janch, or Bert Yanch. I've heard it pronounced both ways. His self-titled album released in 1965 is truly a remarkable album and one that every acoustic guitarist needs to hear, one that every singer-songwriter needs to hear. Now, we're gonna listen to a track off of this album that was not written by him, but written by another artist that we'll hear from a little bit later in the countdown. He comes in at the number two spot. We'll get there. Here's Bert Yanch covering the song, Angie. As you heard, that was not a cover of the Rolling Stones song, Angie. It was a cover of Angie, an instrumental song written by another artist that we're gonna hear from a little bit later, as I mentioned. The number four spot belongs to another release off of Tacoma Records. That was the record label owned by John Fahey. So far, you've heard two albums from the Tacoma record label. You had Book of White's Mississippi Blues, and you had John Fahey's Death Chance breakdowns and military waltzes. I always goof up that name. This next album was released in 1969 by Leo Kotke, six and 12 string guitar. As an acoustic guitarist, you must own this album, 
period, end statement, no further discussion necessary. This is an album that lives on the Mount Rushmore of acoustic albums. And the song we're gonna listen to is a song by the name of Oho, one of my favorites off the album. Coming in at number three is Doc Watson's self-titled album released in 1964. I can't think of a better introduction to folk music, to finger picking, to bluegrass guitar than this album. This is quintessential folk music and Doc does a hell of a job playing all the songs on this album. However, there's one that sticks out because, well, I think it's just most associated with this album and Doc Watson, and that is Deep River Blues. Let it rain, let it pour, let it rain a whole lot more, Lord, I got them deep river blues. The number two position holds yet another curveball. Coming in at number two is Davy Graham's Folk, Blues, and Beyond. This was released in 1965, and to me, Davy Graham was such an influential player that he had to be on this list. And I think a lot of times he gets lost in the shuffle. But you gotta remember, Davy Graham influenced Led Zeppelin. They ripped off a few of his tunes. He influenced Eric Clapton. I mean, you name a guitarist and Davy Graham has likely influenced them. And he was a pioneer with Dad Gad tuning. Let's go ahead and listen to a track off of this album entitled Leavin' Blues. It has pure emotion, and it is an incredible song. Well, I'm leaving, leaving, mama, but I don't know where to go. Well, I said I'm leaving, mama, but I don't know where to go. Here we are at the number one best acoustic album of the 60s. And the funny thing is, is this artist recorded these songs well before the 1960s. Tone, what is the album? I'm on pins and needles here. The album is Robert Johnson's King of the Delta Blues Singers, released in 1961. This album was single-handedly responsible for newly restored interest in the blues, in my opinion. This was one of the first times that a collection of Robert Johnson songs was widely made available to the public, and I think it made a huge impact, hence it being in the number one spot on my list. Let's go ahead and listen to a quick track from that album, none other than Crossroad Blues. Now at this point, you're thinking, oh, I gotta get some of these albums. But you're also thinking, I can't believe he missed fill in the blank album. It's simply my favorite from the 1960s. Well, now's your chance to add on to this list. In the comments below, let me know your favorite purely acoustic album from the 1960s. 
It's now time for the Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge. This is your chance to take a sneak peek of sorts and see what the Tack family is working on today. See, every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we rotate through the five essential categories of guitar improvement. On Mondays, there's a Technique Challenge, Tuesdays, a Guitar Lick Challenge, Wednesdays, an Improvisation Challenge, Thursdays, a Rhythm Guitar Challenge, and Fridays, a Chord Transition Challenge. It is Tuesday, the Tack fam is working on a Guitar Lick, and here's what they happen to be working on today. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge this week is entitled Ace Up Your Sleeve. It's a blues lick in the key of A, and it matches the musical theme this week within Tack, which is the blues in the key of A, but being able to choose notes to emote what you want. Do you want a more major sounding blues lick, or do you want a more dissonant minor attitude sounding blues lick. Let me go ahead and play this lick for you so you can hear what it sounds like. And then a little bit later, I'm gonna show you ways to modify it to kind of control its emotion. Here's how it sounds. It's a pretty nice sounding blues lick, very majory sounding. Nice as in it has a nice attitude. Here in a little bit, I'll show you how to give it more of a, a gritty attitude. But first, if you're sitting there thinking, I'd love to learn that note for note. Tack fam, all you have to do is log in. This is your daily challenge. Click start challenge, that'll take you directly to the teaching video. Once you're there, once you get it under your fingers, you can then move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you. And if you wanna pull up the tab, don't forget to click on that tab icon in the right hand corner that'll allow you to pull up the tab right next to the video. Okay, so this lick, how do you best use it? Well, as it's written, it's a great ender. It, and, and it's a great ender because it ends on an A7 chord, and then it also ends on a, a major chord. It's kind of a nice way to give the ending a little bit of a, a, a blossom, if you will. Um, but really the musical theme this week is about taking something and choosing notes to help you emote what you want to emote, help you express what you want to express in terms of tonality. So what we're gonna do is take this lick that's very major sounding, that works over um, a major or a nice sounding blues and tweak it a little bit so it gives it a little bit more grit, a little bit more dirt, a little more sandpaper, if you will. Let me first show you it in a, in a major setting as it's written so you can kind of uh, start to place this lick and see how it would be useful. Here's how that sounds. With those full chorded blues progressions, I like to use a more major sound because it seems to it seems to fit a little bit better. It doesn't mean that it's the only way to play it. It's just just an option and one that I favor. So let's go ahead and take this lick and now tweak it so it fits a more gritty blues style. And instead of going to the open string, we're just going to go to the first fret. That'll give it a little bit more bluesiness, a little bit more, a little bit more grit. I keep using that word grit. That's the, that's the best word I can use to describe this. So let me show you the modification of the lick in conjunction with a shuffle pattern that I think you'll agree with me is a, is a kind of a nice match.
just a little bit of a different flavor and just a subtle shift in the notes that we're choosing, reaching more from the direct blues scale than we are from the major scale. It's just a subtle little tweak and one that I think if you start thinking of it that way, you know, what do I want to express? You can start to choose notes of any lick that you play accordingly. It's a great way to take something that you know and almost create two things out of it. It's like a, well, it's like a two for one special. Now, before we get back to the show, I just wanna talk about one thing, and that's something that can get you in a little bit of hot water when it comes to your guitar journey, and ultimately, ultimately when it comes to your progress, and that is comparison thinking. You know, I think as guitar players, we're set up to compare ourselves to one another because we see videos on YouTube and we think, oh, that player's awesome, that Tommy Emmanuel, he's like a, he's from another planet. Oh, that Trey Hensley, I'll never be able to flat pick like that. No, because they're not you and you're not them. And that's completely okay. We're all on our own unique journey and I'm not trying to get all rainbows and unicorns, but it's the truth. Comparison thinking only leads to negative thoughts. And ultimately it, it, it starts to bring in this doubt in your brain that makes you feel like you'll never measure up. I don't want you to feel like that when you play guitar. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to have fun. So while you can appreciate other players, try your best not to compare yourself to them because as I mentioned, it kind of sends you down a negative pathway. Have the appreciation, but don't compare yourself. Comparing yourself is really something that's not of any benefit to you because again, you're not other guitar players and other guitar players aren't you. I wanna take this opportunity to head back to episode 221, the episode that focused on Doc Watson's guitar style funny we mentioned Doc Watson a little bit earlier today. Well, there was a question in the comments of that show that I thought, I wanna answer that because I think it's a more common question than you may realize. Here's the question from username the unknown. Hey all guitar players, hope you're all doing great and having fun playing. I have a question, but don't know where to ask it, so I'll ask it here. When you purchase a new guitar, how do you break it in? I heard that leaning it up against a stereo with a lot of bass does the trick. Is this true or is this just a myth? I would really like to know. Enjoy your guitar playing. What a very kind sign off from the unknown, user the unknown. This is a fantastic question because I think we've heard that all the time. Or rather I should say, I think we've all heard that when it comes to buying a new guitar. Oh, that's a new guitar, it sounds tight. It needs to open up. It needs to, it needs to be played in to reach its full potential. And I personally agree with that. So here are a couple of ideas to break in your new guitar. Number one, play the heck out of it. Every chance you get, play the guitar. The more a guitar gets played, the more the pieces start to realize, hey, we're a guitar and we need to work together. See, when a guitar is first built, you have all these pieces of wood that are just slapped together. They've been trees before, but they've never been a guitar. So to get those pieces working in unison, yes, play the guitar as much as you possibly can. The second thing is, you can't play the guitar 24 hours a day. It's quite simply impossible. So what's the next best thing? Well, you actually hinted at it there. You can put it near a stereo and kind of up the bass frequencies to get the guitar vibrating. 
That's fine, but chances are it's going to be really hard to sleep when the stereo's going. And if you have neighbors, they might not love it either. But there is a device called the Tone Right that actually sits on the strings near the bridge and it vibrates. It sends a low level vibration through your guitar. And you can keep this on all day long. I've tried it myself. I tried it on my Custom Martin uh, Bird's Eye Maple OM. This was a guitar that was rather tight, didn't sound. It, it wasn't living up to its full potential when I first got it. I put the tone right on it for three days, came back to it, and I was wowed. The guitar seemed more responsive. It seemed like it was giving much more of itself. So just a couple of ideas for those of you wanting to break in new guitars. And I had to read one more comment from that show. Again, this is from episode 221, the Doc Watson episode. If you haven't checked that one out, please check it out. It was a really fun deep dive into Doc Watson's guitar style. Derek Gladden says this, Man, I've been trying to learn Deep River Blues for about a month now. I've only been playing since April and probably bit off more than I can chew, but I've just about got it down finally. Doc is a legend. Derek, that's awesome news. And first of all, congratulations jumping into your guitar journey in April. I mean, that's really cool. And to learn the song Deep River Blues right off the bat, is a pretty steep mountain to climb. But it just goes to show that if you wanna learn something bad enough, you will do what it takes to learn it. And I loved it. I just love that that you went after it and now you've, you've almost got it under your fingers. But it also brings up something else that I wanted to share with you. And that is this, regardless of the difficulty of the song, if you continue to break it down into small pieces, you will get the song, you will learn the song. All too often, we're focused on that end goal. And when we sit down and learn something new and it doesn't sound exactly like that end product that we want it to, we get frustrated, we get impatient, and we give up. I don't want you to do that. Keep breaking the song down into smaller and smaller pieces, one measure at a time. Eventually, you'll be able to play one measure into two measures, two measures into three measures, so on and so forth. And it might take some time, but you will get that song under your fingers. I wanna thank everybody for commenting on that episode. And again, I wanna encourage you, if you have questions about your guitar playing, if you have questions about the guitar in general, go ahead and put them in the comments below. I'm really enjoying answering the questions within the show. It's been really fun to have that dialogue. Now I wanna to go to Henegar, 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 Henegar. Henniger, Alabama. We're gonna visit Jeff73. Yes, Jeff73 has a guitar arsenal he wants us all to see. Here's what he has to say about his guitar arsenal. Hey Tony, fellow TAC members and Acoustic Tuesday viewers, finally getting to post my guitar arsenal from my recently completed music room. Beginning on the left is my 2019 Taylor 114E. In the center is my Recording King Single O Dirty 30 Resonator, which I purchased which I purchased on your recommendation from the, from the Acoustic Tuesday show number 155. On the right is my 2011 Epiphone Masterbuilt DR500MCE in vintage Sunburst. In the back is my Marshall AS50D acoustic amp. And last but certainly not least, I'm holding my 2020 Martin Special 16 style Rosewood, which I call my poor man's D28. Thanks for all of what you do for us guitar geeks. I have really enjoyed my almost first year in about nine days being a part of TAC. Cheers. Well, cheers to you, Jeff. Thank you so much for sharing your guitar arsenal with us. Congratulations on your newly completed music room. And if you're sitting there watching the Acoustic Tuesday show thinking, man, 
That's a hell of a guitar snarl that Jeff has. I like to think that I have a hell of a guitar snarl as well. Well, if that's the case, I wanna feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. And here's how you can get featured. I wanna to propose to you a win-win-win scenario. I wanna feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Yes, I wanna feature you and your guitar snarl, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one, go to tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar snarl shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a guitar signal shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it, you can upload your photo, and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool snazzy Guitar Geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. Let's go ahead and jump into acoustic news you can use. This first story is quite simply heartwarming. It's an incredible story. You have to watch this video. And after you watch this video, I'm gonna read the post's caption so you get a little bit more context about it. So that in and of itself probably put a huge smile on your face, but get ready for that smile to grow. Here's what the post said. After his old drums were destroyed in a house fire, 10-year-old Elijah Lockhart was surprised by his music teacher, Stacy Caldwell, with a new drum set. Elijah will also be receiving an electronic drum set, a practice pad, and music books. I mean, does it get any better than that? The answer is no, it doesn't. I mean, to see his face light up when the teacher said, hey, here's your new drums. I mean, I can't, you, you can't beat that. You can't even make this stuff up. Speaking of instruments making people happy, I always love first guitar posts. And this, this one comes from Kenny Wayne Shepherd, an artist whom I've always admired. And he posted a picture of him and his first guitar, which was a village people guitar. Here's what the caption said. Me and my first guitar. Posted for my buddy Charlie, who was asking people to post their earliest photos of them and their guitars. Coincidentally, my dad just recently sent me this photo. Now I just gotta get my hands on another one of those village people guitars for my collection. I just thought that was so cool. And I love, as I mentioned, I just love seeing people with their first guitars. It's just a defining moment in every guitar geek's life. And it's something you will always remember. You always remember what your first guitar was. In fact, in the comments below, let me know what your first guitar was. Mine was an Epiphone Texan from the 80s. Uh, Norlin era Gibson, not the best guitar, but you know what? I'll never forget it, and it did the trick. It certainly got me hooked on the acoustic guitar. Okay, the next story I have for you is one that is about a musical lineup that is, it's just, it, it's worthy of the headline of any newspaper. 
Bela Fleck released an album, My Bluegrass Heart. Phenomenal album, you need to get it if you don't have it. He assembled the most star-studded cast of bluegrass players I have ever seen gathered on one stage. For two incredible, for two incredible performances at the Ryman and at Carnegie Hall. In fact, I found this really cool video that Molly Tuttle made of her quote unquote getting the call to play with Bela. Here it is. Hello? Oh, hi, Bela. Yeah, I'm so excited for the shows this weekend at Carnegie Hall and at the Ryman. Um, I've been practicing the tunes though, and they're really hard. Can you tell me what happens after this part? Now the cool thing is, is Molly Tuttle wasn't the only one that got that call. Billy Strings got that call, Sierra Hall got that call, Justin Moses got that call, Edgar Meyer got that call, Michael Cleveland got that call, Tony Trishka got that call, Brian Sutton got that call, who else is there? Jerry Douglas got that call. There was a lot of calls being made by Bela to assemble this star-studded team. And you're probably wondering, I wonder how that sounded. Well, it sounded amazing. I wasn't there, but I've taken in quite a few videos of that concert, and here's just a snippet of one of them. Okay, one more thing before I let you go for today, and it's some words of wisdom from Adam Grant regarding self-expression and creating art. In our case, music. Here's what he has to say. Many people hesitate to share their work because they're uncomfortable promoting themselves. Sharing your art, writing, or invention isn't an act of self-promotion. It's an act of self-expression. If you don't put your ideas out in the world, no one else can benefit from them. That one hit me like a ton of bricks because as guitar geeks, as, as people that create music, there's always that feeling like you're jumping off a cliff when you let your music out into the world. And I think that was just a great post to give you some inspiration, to give you maybe that push to say, you know what, yeah, I'm gonna express myself with the music that I make and I want others to benefit from it as well. So on that note, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. Next week, I'm going to try something new. You know, usually you learn the lick that the Tack family is working on. Well, next week, I'm going to give you the lesson behind the lick. In fact, next week, we're going to be looking at drone strings and how to use them in your playing for maximum benefit. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time right here on YouTube. One more thing before I let you go. Please remember this, your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and please make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Guitar Geeks Unite, cheers. 